Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. What is happening with Noom? Let's talk about it because I actually just recently learned about the details of Noom from a user. It is fascinating. I'm not here to bash on it today by any means, but I just kind of want to look at it objectively because I didn't really pay too much attention to it when it first came out. I thought, oh, interesting. They are marketing behavior change and thinking about why you eat and the psychology of eating. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. It seems like they're taking a more integrative look at food and not demonizing food as good or bad or not assigning calories per se. And I'm sure that that piece of their their app is great for some people. I know some people love that piece where they coach you in the behavior and there's some motivational interviewing happening where they kind of get at why you want to change, how you want to change, why this is important to you. A lot of those deep reflection questions that are so important to understand why you're doing certain things. I'm, I'm sure they have great um, insight there. I'm sure users are getting a lot of a lot of insight out of that piece. the The side that I want to touch on is the actual food side. And a few weeks ago, a new patient brought this up to me that she had started or she was trying Noom, and I had asked her, "Tell me more about the details of Noom," because I really didn't know. And she had mentioned, you know, there are three different colors: red, orange, and green. And certain foods are red, like, you know, the calorie dense ones. So of course, desserts are in there. I know avocados, nuts. I can't remember if they're orange or red, but they're, they're up there. And then on the other end of the spectrum is the green foods, which I think are fruits and veggies and really low calorie foods. And then orange, if I remember correctly, a lot of the protein foods are orange Again, the gist, the takeaway that I got from the colors was it was purely based on calorie density. So take avocados. You know, avocados are really high in fiber and nutrients and magnesium and all of these things. They're a red food because they're quite calorie dense. Um, so it kind of is. It kind of messes with your mind. It puts um, it puts these calorie dense labels on food, and you're trying to, of course, m- minimize your intake of the red foods, and so you're trying to hit a specific low quota for that. And then for the green ones, you're trying to really maximize those and hit a certain quota for those. And I know a lot of these um, these patients that come to me with Noom, they say that they're eating 1,200 calories. So somehow Noom across the board for multiple people are assigning 1,200 calories. Every time I go in and really think about the patient I'm talking to, that is way too low. 1,200 calories is too low for most adults. I never, ever, ever, ever recommend 1,200 calories. Um, so it always seems really low to what they're kind of trying to target. And so the more that I thought about it, the more it just didn't really sit well with me. And here's actually a fun story. So back when I first graduated from my dietetic internship, so before I became a full-fledged um, registered dietitian, I had been approached by this startup 
this guy um, wanted to start a company, an app to code foods. So for example, say that you're on the paleo diet, he would then code all of the foods that weren't paleo in red and all of the paleo foods in green. So a very similar kind of red, orange, green system. He would do the same for keto or whatever diet you're on. Maybe you're on low carb. Whatever it was, he would code different foods based on whatever diet you're trying to follow. And back in the day, I wasn't as familiar with intuitive eating. And he had offered me you know, equity and um, a lot of autonomy when it came to decision-making And it seemed fun, right? It was a startup and I was fresh out of grad school. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, but I sat on it for a few days. I really slept on it. And the more I slept on it, it just didn't feel right. You know, all of the years that I had disordered eating slash eating disorders, I put foods in literally red and green buckets. It was always good or bad. When did that ever feel right? When did that ever serve me? Anytime I demonized food, anytime I said, man, I shouldn't have eaten that brownie, I felt awful and that caused binges, that caused restriction, that caused a lot of emotional and mental distress. And for someone to go in, and this was someone from tech, this guy, (laughs) to say, we need to label all foods as green, red, and orange, It just didn't sit well because if we think about how we enjoy food, how do you compile a meal then? What if you had three red foods in this this meal, then how would you feel about that meal? It wouldn't feel good because you're like, well, this isn't satisfying anymore. The lasagna that I love so much, I put cheese on it and dairy and butter. And so now as I'm eating it, it's just going to feel awful. And so those were the considerations I had thought about before joining that company. And after two days, the more I thought about it, I declined the offer because I didn't want to have other people think about food in such a binary way. I mean, granted, there's three options, but still very binary, very black and white. And how can you have a balanced relationship with food when you know, oh my God, this meal has two red foods or this meal has four red foods? It just is a recipe for disaster. So going back to Noom, although I see where they're coming from, it's based on calorie density. And sure, if someone is very oblivious to how foods make them feel, they might notice that if they have a meal with a lot of red foods that they do feel heavy Or if they have a balance of green foods and orange foods and red foods, maybe it it satisfies them in a different way. So perhaps, perhaps it's helpful in cultivating mindfulness. You know, maybe a balance of all three colors helps me feel satisfied for this many hours. If I only have green foods and I'm going to be feeling hungry in an hour, If those insights become clear to you, then maybe those are pros, but my mind goes to all the detriments that happen, which is knowing that avocados are now red and how do I eat avocados now? Should I just eat a tablespoon of an avocado in my, in my guac? Like, should I just take one small spoonful? I mean, that's no way to eat guac, right? That's no way to live. (laughs) So I don't want that to happen and you know, one, the calorie allotment is too low for most people. 
to, I don't think you need to think about food in that way. Honestly, if you eat a whole avocado, it's probably going to be really satisfying and it's going to be filling and it's going to help you feel nourished. And eating that little spoonful of avocado with your already very light meal full of veggies, you're probably going to be ravenous um, an hour later. So don't let trying to optimize the colors sway your own good judgment about what makes up a balanced meal. You know what goes well with your lasagna. You know what goes well with your tacos. If that's a huge thing of guacamole, by all means, get that extra dollop of guacamole. At the end of the day, Noom is honestly still a diet because one, it's restricting your calories and two, it's labeling foods as good and bad. Honestly, if we were to really objectively think about it, red is kind of bad, right? That's the connotation you have in your mind. So even with all of the kind of positive um, psychology that they infuse into it, it might still cause you to feel like this um, internal conflict every time you eat red food. So I want you to think about your own history with food. Um, How has restriction and labeling foods served you? If you were strong and that didn't affect your relationship with food and you can eat pizza and feel no guilt about it, great. But if you were affected by that in the past where to this day you still eat carbs sometimes and you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, I had dairy today. I feel like it's the days now down the drain. Noom is probably not going to be your friend. It's not going to serve you. It's only going to perpetuate guilt and feeling like food is this righteous, moralistic thing that if you eat right one day, you're good. And if you eat bad the other, you're not good. So think about it through that objective lens because ultimately it's going to deter you from becoming a normal eater and an intuitive eater. Noom is really, you know, their marketing is spot on guys. They are really riding this new wave of, you know, intuitive eating and feel good in your body and yada, yada. But the real meat of their, their, their package is manipulating food And it disengages you from really listening to your hunger and fullness signals because you're trying to shoot for the lightest, most low calorie density meals, right? So it's actually not going to serve you. You're just kind of probably going to be hungry the more that you engage with it. So don't let it fool you. You know yourself best. And if your purpose, if your mission is to become a normal eater and not be so obsessed over food, Noom is not the way. Um, I want you to really kind of dive into the intuitive eating book again, follow all the social media people that, you know, advocate for health at every size and intuitive eating and non-diet, anti-diet dietitians. Those will be your guiding compasses. So don't get swayed. Don't let their flashy marketing fool you. I was fooled for a long time because I didn't look into it. So, you know, I just recently thought about it more in depth. So hopefully this episode was helpful. If you have any questions about Noom or if you're on it and you're, you want to make a case for it, by all means, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. We can go over some of the questions or some of the insights that you might want to share with me. I would love to see what you think of it. 
and know that I'm always here. I'm taking clients on right now. So if you're interested in working through some of your your food concerns and challenges with me, if you've been on Noom and you've been stuck or you feel like you want to get out of this cycle of going on the new flashy thing, feel free to send me an application. You can get on the wait list to work with me and we can talk through all of this and come up with a strategy to get more clear on what you truly want, which is hopefully a healthy relationship with food where you can trust your own instincts and not some app to guide you. So until next time, thank you all for letting me into your ears and I will talk to you all soon.